Welcome to the Racing for Recovery podcast, where we have an ACDC theme going today, and I have Tara on the show today. How are you? I'm good. Do you have a favorite ACDC song? I don't. I'm you... country member. Oh, God. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> What's your favorite country singer and why? Oh, I don't. There's so many good ones out there. We're actually getting ready to go see Reba. McIntyre. I know her. That's my well, mom's not know her, know favorite. Her. Okay. She's never got to see her, so we surprised her with tickets on Christmas. So we go March 28th to that. Me, my mom, and my sister. Awesome. Where's so she playing? Down at the Huntington. Do you have a favorite Reba song? There's all of her classics, all of her old ones. She's, I don't any of them. She's great. What is it about country music that is like a, a thing? It speaks to me. It, different things. I mean, some of it is kind of, you know, broke up with your boyfriend kind of thing. But some of the songs really speak to me. I was born and raised in the country, you know, on the farm. And I just love that. I grew up on country. Awesome. Yeah. You said I've never heard somebody say that uh, a certain type of music speaks to them. Mm -hmm. I can listen to it all day, every day. Really? Yes. That's I mean, cool. I do listen to other music, too, but that's definitely my go to. Do you play an instrument? Nope. I used to play the clarinet. <laughs> okay. Right? That's not country, though, no, is it? No, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I know you, but I don't know you. Mm -hmm. But you said you wanted me to ask you a bunch of word association things. <laughs> no, I won't do that to you. Um, are you nervous about doing this? Definitely. I have been since the day you texted me <laughs> to ask me to do it. Why? I don't, I don't like being put on the spot. We're just having a conversation. I know. You know, I and know. think of, and I, I guess it is common for people to get nervous about this, but think of this. Everything you're saying today is going to help somebody else. Right. Right. And that's why right. you're doing it. Right. Right. So I don't, yeah, I, I normally don't start these with this, but I want to learn some more about you. So give me your, like a condensed version of your life story, like what your childhood was like and then how um, drug usage came in came a part of that because I, I assume I assume that that wasn't part of your life's plan was to end up no, right so how did you get here not at all um I had a great family growing up me my sister my mom and dad my my parents did um divorce when we were five and seven so that was a lot on us but um I have great parents they're both in our lives they do so much for us I mean even with them split up my dad was always there sporting events got us all the time it was great it was it was a good growing up um once i got into high school is when the drugs started coming just playing around with them with some friends and a lot of them stopped but with me it just stuck it didn't go away so let me ask you this, Tara. How you mentioned a divorce, and I remember when I was thinking about pursuing a PhD, I, I was like, I'm going to do my thesis on the impact of divorce on kids and how that correlates to drug usage. So, and again, I'm not blaming people that get divorced. I'm not saying they're horrible parents for doing that. How did you take that as a young girl? It was hard because. 
you'd go to school and everybody else's parents were still together and they talk about things that they did with the family and we didn't have that you know at a young age um but both my parents got remarried the same year and i have the greatest step parents they're they've been there for us since we were young i mean they've done everything stepped up and took us on as their own so it's been it's been good yeah yeah so when you how old were you when you first used probably 16 and what was it, was it? pills no drinking or weed before that weed weed and pills i wasn't a big drinker at all i'd okay. rather smoke and let my friends drink and i'll drive even though i really wasn't sober either but right you know <laughs> better than no i don't want to say better nope never mind not, should have been yeah. driving no, young lady no um do you that first time you did that okay every kid and this is something that astonishes me too but i think i know the answer to Every kid knows drugs are bad. Right. So you're 16, you know drugs are bad. Why do you take that initial hit off of a joint or whatever it was? Because my friends were doing it to fit in, kind of. Were you peer pressured? No. I mean, they didn't make me do it. I did it myself. So yeah. it's nobody's fault but my own. Was it, and you said it, was it just to fit in, to be a part of? Yeah. I mean, no. my friends were doing it, the people I was hanging out with. It was what everybody was doing. So... And it stunk because, you know, I was in sports. I was really heavy into sports. I, you know, played basketball, softball, volleyball, all through grade school, the high school. I went on and played uh, softball for Owens. That's after. awesome. So it was, it was hard. Did, with, with respect to athletics, did you notice a decline in your playing when you started smoking weed? Yeah. I, I mean, if I could go back I definitely do things so much different and work I could have worked so much harder at my sports than I did was it like your lack of um I guess enthusiasm for the sports did that decline or what how was it yeah I mean just putting it in my all I didn't put it all in because I definitely could have been I think a bigger basketball star than I was I mean mm -hmm. I was good in that we our team was great we had great coaches, but yeah, I think if I put myself all into it, I wouldn't have. Did any of your teammates ever say anything about no. you smoking? Because a few of them did too, you know? Yeah. So, but that was all, you know, we kept it quiet. We didn't ever say anything. You know, it's interesting. I mean, obviously you're connected to Dan and, uh, you know, he and I have been friends forever. And when we started doing this, None of no none of my teammates ever really said anything, and I I've always wondered like why not? I don't know if because they were younger kids that were afraid to say anything or what it, you know what it was. Yeah, you know that's why I asked you. If I you think had we that. just kept it quiet too. I mean, yeah. we didn't talk about it. We didn't, you know, and it was more on the weekends that we would do it. I mean, it wasn't during school or anything like that. It was always on the weekends, or you know, it wasn't like it was, you know later you, yeah yeah did you ever yeah. miss any games because of it no 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 um so when did this give me the a quick like progression you're you start at 16 you're a sophomore yeah so then how does this where does it go um i got heavier into the pills and then cocaine tried coke and then i 
was just in a bad place and I was around the wrong people work-wise and everyday living and I was have or somebody went to get stuff for us and couldn't find the pills so they brought heroin back and said it's just like pills you know just do it and I did it and that was the end of it wow how old were you when you first tried that 25 wow did you have kids so it was at this time later down the road um yes i had aubrey you had one yeah. right okay yeah. when you then when you start realizing okay this is a problem what was your mindset like your mindset your emotions behind it i don't need the the drama of what you were doing but how did you feel i didn't even think i had a problem at that time i just kept numbing myself. I went to work every day. You know, I did have enablers, you know, I, um, my daughter's father, his aunt, we lived with her for a while and she didn't make us pay any rent, you know, so hmm. everything I made just went to our habits and, you know, she took care of Aubrey for me when I babysat or when I worked. So it was easy, easy. And then it finally came. I don't know if she knew we really had a problem, but it finally came to it to where she's like, all right, you guys got to get out. You got to get on your own two feet. I'm just enabling you. I, I, I got to stop, you know. So we did and everything, but then it just, I mean, it still progressed. So when it got, well, it's been all bad, but when did it, I don't, I want to ask you this. Did you, when you first realized it was a problem, what did you do and where did you go? You don't have to put a name on the agency, but I, we weren't the first place, right? No, okay. no. And I didn't even think I had a problem then. I, I did oh. it more because my family. They pretty much had an intervention with me and sat me down. I tried that place out. It didn't work. I didn't like it at all. Um, my dad actually called and would check in to see how my progress was. And they're like, oh, she hasn't been here for a few months. So I kind of just disappeared. Yeah. And then um, with Dan, my sister, it's her husband's mm -hmm. uncle. So that's how we got informed with Raising for Recovery. So I then came here in June of 2018. And that was right after I had the twins in April. You know, um, they were still in the hospital in the NICU because they were born two months early and everything. And I came... I went to IOP, mm -hmm. you know, I told Dan, I got to work again. You know, I've been off for a few months with the babies. I need to start working. He said, it's not a good idea. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. Well, I wasn't fine. Yep. I went right back out for a good four months mm -hmm. until October 19th when I came back. And that's been it since. So, so now it's going to get good. But when you came, when did you realize you know, okay, I was here. Let's do this. When you first came in here, what was that like? Did anything intrigue you or you were like, screw this, I don't want to do it? Honestly, I, w I was still high every time I was here. Wow. In my groups? Said that. Were you in my groups mm -hmm. like that? I don't know. Yeah, probably because it was the mornings. I know. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not embarrassed to say this. I'm honest. I don't. I just assume everybody's coming in and they're like, yay, I'm clean. I'm ready yeah, to go. And I, I wasn't ready. Wow. I wasn't ready. Did October it... is when I was ready. I called Dan. I think it was on a Tuesday and he was actually out of town taking his son somewhere. 
He's like, I'm out of town, but I'll get you in. I was in detox by Friday. Awesome. I said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm ready. So your your mindset had changed yes. then, right? Yes. So let's talk about, this is October of 2018, yep. right before our 5K, yep. right? I was, I was actually six days sober. When For we the had first that. one? Yeah. Awesome. That's the one it rained at, right? Yep, Afterwards? Right after. Yeah. But okay. that was the greatest experience ever. Yeah. I mean, I was there at the finish line with you and just seeing some of those people cross that finish line, that one couple pushing their grandpa or their yep. father in that wheelchair. Yep. I mean, everybody, the kids. I yep. mean, it was crazy. So what you're six days into this, mm -hmm. you're at our awesome 5K every year. What did that, what did that do for your motivation? It inspired me. I mean, you said this could be you next year. Yep. This will be you next year. It was, I mean, I did do it. I did do this one. Um, yeah. We did the walk. Yeah. And my daughter, she yep. was five at the time. We had her and she ran the whole thing with Jake. Jake was not expecting, I think, for her to run the whole time. And she was just chugging along. Yeah. <laughs> she was so excited to be there, though. She loves raising for recovery. How did that from 2018 with six days of sobriety being a part of it to last year doing it. What was that feeling like? For it was you? amazing yeah. to have her there yeah. and so excited. I mean, it was early. We were there early in the morning. I saw she, it. Right? Yeah. She was all good with it. <laughs> she did crash on the way home, but she was she so was there. excited. Yeah. So what's been, so you have over what, 15 months now, yeah. right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What's that been like? Like what is, what is racing for recovery and the people here? What are they? What has it done for you? Everything. I mean, the big thing was, is your environment change? Yep. The people you hang out with, associate with. Um, moving in to lodging was my biggest thing. Yeah. That probably saved me, honestly. Do you think it saved your life? Yes. Wow. Because my mom didn't have to get that call. That's a powerful statement, my friend. Mm-hmm. You okay? Yeah. Yeah. I, you're good. I promise I said that no, was not going to cry. You're good. I think one of the, when I think of you, I immediately think of the support yes. that you have here. Every Thursday, you know, yes. somebody is talking about how much they love you and how much they care for you and everything. And my I, mom here constantly. Yep. Her sister, my aunt, yep. you know, making the desserts on Thursday nights yep. for... Everybody probably can't wait for her to come back from Florida. Right. <laughs> She's in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> My aunt and uncle coming from Maine just to sit next to me in a meeting. And they're so far away and they've been one of the biggest supporters. What's that done for you? It's been great. It's lifted me up. It's made me who I am today, honestly. Mm. And not just them, you know, my my dad, my stepmom, my sister, and my brother-in-law for and my I did my cousins too. My cousin Stacy and her husband for taking the kids when, so I could get myself back. Yeah, and now you have them back? I have them back full time. I got full custody back October 21st. Awesome. Two days after my year. Right. So tell I, I want people that are watching this, um, we talk about this a lot, like what makes Racing for Recovery different? How are the IOPs different? You know, what? so what has this really done for you that has helped you, I guess, heal, prosper, be the awesome person you are today. Different mindset and putting myself all in. Because any other place I've gone, I've never put myself all into anything other than, you know, sports and mm -hmm. my things like that. But when I figured out I did have a problem, 
utilizing everything. I mean, the IOPs, the meetings, the people here, like that's all we hang out with. And I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, getting the volleyball started up and playing volleyball on Tuesday nights. Like I miss playing sports, you know, so it's not as easy now having the kids back in that because twins are only 20 months old. So they're on the go. (laughs) Are you still going? Are you playing again? I haven't. I had not since I've gotten it back. Are you going? We did. We did go a few times and I played and Chris watched them just pushing them around so they could have fun. But, um, yeah, if yeah, it's just been a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Being a parent is right. Um, what do you? Let's talk about Chris. So, one of the things I think we have you guys, uh, Chris and Jessica, I'm trying to run through the success stories of that. But with respect to this, you and Chris, how did that evolve? Because it's working and it's positive well. and productive. So how, how was that? Because it's it, everywhere. They talk about be careful being in relationships, but you guys have made it work. Talk about that. I mean, we've been friends ever since we came in, you know, we came in just a little bit. He came in a few days later and, you know, our sobriety dates are only three days apart. Mm. You know, um, a lot of the same interest, Country music. Yeah, he does like country. Right. He does like a little <laughs> other stuff too, but he does like country. Yep. Um, and just, I mean, we've clicked very yeah. well together. Yeah. And then with the kids, yeah. I mean, he's amazing. If I didn't, ha- I don't know what I'd do without him, honestly, because he does so much for those kids. Yeah. And they look at him, they look up to him. Yeah. Every time he comes home, they run to the door, Chris, Chris, the twins do, you know? And Aubrey, I mean, they just went to the father-daughter dance. He took her to the father-daughter dance at her school. So that was a big thing. It was it was really neat. That's great. Yeah. I think uh Chris sat right in that chair, you know, early on going, I gotta, I gotta go back to work, man, you know. And that hard conversation and Dan and I just said, dude, just give this some time. And I'm so thankful he did. Yes. Because it's it's working for him, for you guys, the kids. Everything. Yeah, I didn't start working with everything after it was like nine months in. Yeah. And yeah. then I started working a little bit. But that, you know, the second time around, the first, I, w- I didn't want to go back to work. Do you think, can you talk about that? Like, what are the benefits? And I want to make this clear it's racing for recovery is never said, we never want you to work. Right. We no. don't say that. We want people to work when it's time to go. So talk about how that has helped you to not rush into it. I needed to concentrate on myself and working is not concentrating on yourself. You know, um, I had everything I needed at the hotel, staying at the hotel, my family helping me out with whatever I needed. Um, and I wouldn't change that. It's not, it's helped me by being here and doing the meetings and, having a routine honestly and being here with the IOPs and anything that we've done here you know just being involved I didn't worry about you know work at all you know I didn't go to Dan saying I need to work I need to work because I already was through that and seen what it did to me it didn't work do you think you're now that you are working do you appreciate it more this time I do I'm, I'm not working right now because I was working at Stone Oak, so it was, oh, you know, yeah. it was seasonal. But I do want to go back there. But it was great. Like, 
I probably the most money in my account I've ever had mm-hmm. other than around income tax time, you know, when you get a big lump sum, but that was gone right away, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah, it was, it was rewarding to actually be able to have money in my account and not have zero dollars as soon as I get the money. What do you think separates racing for recovery and particularly like our support group meetings from anything else? Like, what is it? What's the the magic that goes on here? What is that? It's unique. There's not another place like it. You know, and this may not work for everybody. Some people it may work for, but the 12 steps, it didn't work for me. I was been there, did that. It did not work. It just, it's not even just us that it helps either. Like my family, when they come, they learn something every time they come. So, and other places don't do that where they involve the family, you know, and it, it definitely shows. What would you say, or what do you want to say to, to your family, to everybody that's supported you? What do you, what is, what did their support mean? And like, what do you say to them? I could never thank them enough for what they've done, for standing by my side Hmm. through everything. Because I know I was hurting myself and hurting my family and my kids more than anything. And they didn't deserve that. I was just obviously very selfish, worried about myself. Well, you're hurting. I was. Yeah. But I'm healing. That's right. That's right. What do you, um, what does the future look like for you? What do you want to, what do you want to do? I mean, <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I'm a little grown up already. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know exactly. I do want to start working again. Mm-hmm. I need, I need to, I love my kids, but I am not a stay at home mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially with the twins. They're yeah. a lot. They're a lot. I love them, but yeah, I just want to be able to do things like I did with my childhood mm-hmm. growing up. You know, we, we took family vacations. We would always do fun things. And I don't want to, I wanted to be able to do that for my kids. Are you guys, you're still in our, the condos, right? Okay. How how is that going, having that? How is that for you guys? It's a blessing. I don't know where I'd be without it, especially with the kids, you know, and I mean, Chris is the one that's working. He's the one that's supporting us right now, you know, with me not working. So, I mean, he works hard every day to do that and then comes home and helps me with the kids. You know, I don't have to ask him to change diaper or, you know, get food for him. Mm. He just does it. I mean, he may have to put his, you know, shirt over his nose when he changes the not so fun diapers, right. but it's funny. Yeah, he, boy, he jumped, <laughs> he got Insta family, right? No, and I have, I have a lot of respect for what definitely he's doing. Cause that takes a, a good person, yeah. a big person to yeah. actually do something like that. He's a good man. His yeah. family's great. Yeah. They love the kids. My family loves him, mm. which is great because they've never cared for any of the mm. previous boyfriends I've had. <laughs> it's the sunglasses I gave him. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> and that lovely hair of his now. Right. <laughs> oh my God! I do you know when we went to uh, where did we go? We went to Iron Man, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Do you know the story of him walking into the the, with, the, with the shirt off? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! I wish we had a, a video <laughs> camera. I mean, it's a pretty nice place, right? 
And I'm in there checking out, and here comes Chris barging in, no shirt, tattoos out. And I'm like, that's my dude right there, right? Just, hey, this is me. I, I loved it. Yeah. The, the, the self-confidence that he has had for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's, that's what we want in people. He's yeah. like, what? I don't care. There's no sign on the door. I'm good, right? And I'm like, yeah, man. You know, I mean, it was great. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, he um, carries those glasses everywhere he goes. He hounded me about those, you know, and I'm and I, I delivered to him. But I, I every time I would see him, he'd have them on, and I'm like, that's kind of our little bonding thing in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. He loves them. Yeah, well, they're I'm proud always of on him. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Todd, did they sponsor you? Can I get some of those? <laughs> Mike, I'll hook you up. Um, is it, do I, I've been saying this to everybody lately, but do you, is there something you want to ask me about all of this? Like questions that you've never been able to ask me in an IOP or anything or. Not really. No. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, nobody has been asking me anything in a while. I got to quit even asking if they want to ask me anything. Anything else you want to say? For the people out there still hurting. Say something. You have to give it time. You, you, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. You have to come in and work the program. Use the tools that were given, the people around you. That was one of the biggest things was the people around me. And I had great roommates. I very good connections with people. Great and just message. give it time. time. Talk, where do you think you gave yourself the patience to allow this to work? Where did that mindset come from? I don't, I just, that day when I called Dan and I was like, I'm done, I'm ready. And it was for myself. I was ready. That's Not the for other people, because that's how it was in the beginning. Yep. This time I was ready. Let me use your athleticism for a minute with this. I assume you were coachable when you played sports, right? Mm -hmm. This this is exactly the same thing. I love the parallels between sports and what Racing for Recovery does. No, it's not all about athletics. However, there are some attributes from sports that are totally applicable to this. And being coachable is essential. Yes, definitely. Right? Definitely. That's you, a great way to put it. I never thought of it yeah. like that. It, it It's true. If you're a good athlete, you have God-given ability, but you are open-minded to being taught. Yes. And it's not like the coach knows everything, just as I don't know everything and nobody here knows everything, but we know some stuff to make you an awesome softball player. Right. 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 And you and are. good people. Yep. Good people. And then you, when you have a team, like just like in sports, that mm -hmm. everybody's on board for the same thing, it works. It does. Yep. That's yeah, that's a great way. To you know, it. I never thought of it like that. Well, you made me think of that and I that's a great message for people to listen to this. It's like if it, we had a guy last week, his first day in IOP, the working thing came up. And I did my same thing about how <laughs> it's probably not gonna work. He comes in a Thursday on a Friday. He's talking about starting his own business and hiring racing for recovery people, and I'm just like, okay. You're, you're not hearing this. And he used on Sunday and he's not here right now. And I'm, I don't, I, I wish that open-mindedness would just be like you did. Yeah. 
you know? You gotta just let it in. Yeah. How does it, let me ask you this and then we can wrap up, but how does it feel to do this for you? What is the biggest difference of doing it for you as opposed to trying to do it for somebody else? Because I'm finally myself again. Someone I should have been a long time ago and just had some bumps in the road to get here. Yeah. Do you like yourself today? I do. I love myself today. Awesome. What would you not tolerate today that you have tolerated before? The people in my lives. There you go. That was a big part. I've never asked anybody that. Cool. Right? You're the first. <laughs> no, it's good answer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else? No. I appreciate you doing this. You did good. Thank you. <laughs> Until next time, Racing for Recovery people, check all of our other podcasts out. And as always, if you need us, 419-824-8462. Thanks a lot, Tara. Thank you. Thank you.